Hi there, I'm Anna, a software engineer at Artsy, and welcome to the Artsy Engineering Podcast. Today, I talked to Sam Rosenberg, Artsy's Executive Vice President of Product and Engineering, and we learned about his transition from finance to tech, about moving from Spotify to Instagram and now to Artsy, and what he thinks is most special about Artsy's company culture. I hope you enjoy. Hi there. Welcome back to Artsy Engineering Podcast. I'm Anna, a software engineer at Artsy, and today we'll be having another conversation as part of our series, Who Are You and How Did You Get Here? Today I'll be talking with Artsy's fearless leader, Sam Rosenberg, who is our Executive Vice President of Product and Engineering. Sam, how are you doing today? Hey, nice to talk with you, and I'm excited to be on the podcast. been a big fan since the first episode. And so I'm very proud to be featured today. Nice. Well, we're excited to have you. Uh, so yeah, to kick us off, uh, I'd love to ask you, Sam, to share a little about yourself. Uh, as, as the podcast is aptly named, who are you and how did you get here? All right. That's who are you is a deep question. I'll, uh, I guess, start with a quick historical overview. As everyone can probably hear, I grew up in France. Despite being in the U.S. for 15 years, I've never managed to get rid of my accent. Uh, studied mathematics in France and came to the U.S. for a master's degree in applied math and finance. I won't say exactly how old I am, but I started working before the first financial crisis at Lehman Brothers and was there through the bankruptcy. And then managed to, over time, uh, have a second career and moved to tech. So in 2013, I was very lucky to be able to join Spotify as a machine learning engineer. I'd done a lot of math and programming and people believed in me and that I would be able to switch over. And And then from Spotify, I spent a bit of time at Instagram and finally joined RT two years ago and then did the, the best job of my life. I'd love to sort of dig in a little deeper about sort of that transition from this math and finance to tech. What kind of prompted that transition? So I had spent a lot of time in tech, uh, in the finance, uh, doing a lot of quantitative trading and statistical modeling. And every, through my career in finance, every sort of six to 12 months, I had different roles and responsibilities built a couple of teams, spent some time in London, spent some time in New York, but came sometime in the summer 2013 where I wanted something new. I wanted a change. And initially, I was really thinking that I had been in big banks through most of my career and that I just need to take a break, travel for a bit, and then join like either a smaller hedge fund or prop shop. Uh, but I was also very curious about the New York tech scene that was evolving and changing a lot at that point and started joining a couple of meetups. And at one of those meetups, I met Eric Bernardson, who started back then the, the music uh, recommendation team at Spotify, and we chatted. And I was the only guy in suit and wearing a tie in the room. And it was a very awkward thing, but he had done an internship in, in, uh, in finance in a hedge fund at the beginning of his career, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, you've done a lot of math and statistical modeling. That's exactly what we're doing at Spotify, but apply that to music recommendation. And 
started learning more about this. It was really cool. And I was like, I took the interview as I was very curious about what the interview process could be like. And so I went back into my math book and and did a bunch of whiteboard math stuff that was like super fun to go through. And when I got an offer, I was like, oh, I could go and travel for six months or I could join Spotify and be paid to do math and music. Of course, I'll be paid to do math and music. And then I'll travel into like six months later and then go back to finance because I need to have a real job and a real career and make some money. And so I started Spotify, not taking it very seriously initially, but it was actually an amazing, amazing opportunity. And I picked up a lot of like Bayesian statistics again and a lot of the stuff that I learned at school, but I was not really uh, applicable back then. And now, given the size of the data sets and the computing power was a lot easier to do. And very quickly, I realized that I was really loving what I was doing. I love the team, I love the people, I love the culture and building products that were used in every day and taking the subway and seeing like the impact that like I was having was like, oh shit, there's no way back. I really love that. And, and that's when I committed to a career in tech. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely also notable to, to hear you talk about transitioning from the finance world and to also culture music now at a company around art. Is that something that um, also was sort of an area of passion for you? Yeah, I definitely yeah, got into Spotify because I was passionate about music. Like back then, Spotify was still fairly small. All the people that were joining Spotify, especially in the US, it, I just started in the US, the office was because they were passionate about music. They Spotify was not paying very well, definitely not what it's paying today, or it was a small company. It was not considered a big tech. How many people were at the company when you joined about? There were about, I think, 600 people worldwide and less than 100 in New York. Wow. By the time I left Spotify, there were 1,600 people in New York and three plus thousand worldwide. Crazy. So you were really there during that period of, of extreme growth. So it wasn't at probably the company at the time that it is now where it's considered, you know, one of the big tech giants. Definitely not. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and yeah, and as you sort of progressed through your career at Spotify and then at Instagram, what sort of tr- prompted your transition from being an individual contributor to this more sort of managerial leadership role that you now, you know, continued into here at Artsy? Pretty quickly at Spotify, once I realized that it was just another short interlude, but I really wanted to, that to be my career, I realized that I would be the most impactful and most helpful, and I would learn the most also in a, in a management role. I realized I had seen so much of the anti-pattern uh, in finance and so much bad management that the good management practices clicked and resonated with me very well at Spotify very quickly. And I also realized that there were a lot of people that were smarter than me and could do either the machine learning side or the implementation much better than me. And where I was really helping is either in in unblocking people and supporting them and helping gain the align their work with the bigger picture or also translate from very technical deep machine learning topic all the way to the product owner and then do a bit of experiment on the back end on the front end and have a very strong bias towards impact and making stuff work and so my strength and my superpowers led a lot more on all that sort of gray area rather than the pure hands-on technical work where a lot of people could do that much better than me. 
And so that's how when I transition after seven or eight months, it's pretty fine to management role, started managing the data and machine learning team. Uh, and then, as you just pointed out, Spotify was going through some crazy growth. And so hiring, interviewing, setting the team up for success, so in onboarding, managing a lot of like cross-team collaboration and alignment, spent most of my time doing this. And naturally, as the organization came grow growing, I was lucky to be at the right place at the right time and continue to expand my, my responsibilities. And then the last, my last year and a half at Spotify was leading the music recommendation organization we, with teams split between New York, Boston, Stockholm. We grew from like 60 or 70 to 120 in a year, a year and a half, and lots of really fun and amazing learnings. And so, yeah, that was a crazy adventure. The, when I got to that point, I, I realized I was also keen on learning something new and seeing a different company, Spotify, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, had been my, my only gig in tech. And I, it was clear to me that the end goal would be joining a much smaller structure where I would have a lot more agency, but I also wanted to gain more confidence in my, in my skills and ability. And I wanted to figure out how much I had really learned about engineering management and leadership versus just being at the right place at the right time. And so that's what led me to Instagram to have the opportunity to learn from another company that has a very strong product and engineering practice and learn from there. But I never intended to have a career at Facebook. It was not my aspirations or my goal. It was let's do that for a year or two, learn a bunch of stuff and then do something smaller. And that's when the RT opportunity came up and that checked all the boxes basically it was a smaller company amazing mission amazing people all the work that i'd done at spotify in terms of helping the artist find an audience and grow their audience using technology at scale for that who could apply and help rt as we growing a marketplace and the artist would get paid for this at the end of the day so everything lined up uh, perfectly there yeah uh, what about rt specifically when you joined was especially exciting after, you know, spending time at these two other amazing companies. Yeah. How has this kind of experience at Artsy been unique and special for you? So when I joined the company, what really struck me is that I remember very clearly I had when I was, when I left Instagram and I had my sort of top three criteria at the top of the list, I wanted to have fun again. Instagram felt very corporate. And reminded me a lot of like the the bureaucracy and the and the bullshit that I'd experienced in finance. So what I wanted was again a strong no ego culture, people really focusing on doing the right stuff, really having a ton of impact, but without taking themselves too seriously. And the RT team during the interview process really shown on that point. The, it's still the case today, two years later, as the company has changed a lot. That's still one of the things that makes me. Happy and was a huge help through the pandemic as well. Is coming to work every day and and being surrounded by amazing people. So that's definitely one of the the first part. The second part is building a marketplace was very appealing to me and getting people to pay for a product they love. I realized was important for me. Having been both at Spotify, that's mostly a subscription business, and where basically the only thing what people care about is doing what's best for the user and the user paying for it versus being at Instagram in an ad-supported business. And there is a lot of tension between what's best for the end user versus what's best for the revenue, created some interesting tensions, which were very good learning. But to me, in terms of product, I wanted to work on a consumer product, 
with people having a very strong emotional attachment to the product that could have a very meaningful impact and also some, doing something that people were willing to pay for at the end of the day. Uh, and so that was the second big dimension for me at RT and contributing to the mission of democratizing access to art in general and through building an amazing product. The, so that ultimately worked really well. And, uh, and two years later, I think it's still the same thing. We have a lot of things to do still to continue our progress and continue to build this amazing marketplace where still we're like having an amazing team, hiring amazing people. And, and so it keeps getting better and better every day. I love it. I love it. And yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm biased, but I do think we're pretty fun over here. Yeah, you know, you talked a lot about some decisions you made throughout your career and different crossroads. Is there one that stands out to you as kind of the best decision that you've ever made in your career? Definitely, I would say leaving finance was the best decision that I made. It was not necessarily an easy one, but one thing that the, one of the key learnings that I took with me through the through the Lehman bankruptcy was having a keen understanding of how much money do I need to sustain my day to day living because and I had seen a lot of people around me like with many many years at Lehman and losing losing all their money uh, during during that very difficult time and they had all got accustomed to a very fancy lifestyle and. I can't imagine how much money they need every month to certain that, but that was really put them in a very tricky situation in terms of what they could do next or not. And so that's something that I took with me with my career, but I knew that there's, especially in the US, the cost of life is not cheap by any means. And the minimum bar to have a comfortable lifestyle is, is not low, but there is definitely, there was a clear point for me where I didn't need more on the day to day and I knew what was sufficient to make me happy. And this gave me a lot of freedom through my career to be able to move and take some risky moves and, and not be tied on a specific salary income, but it really gave me the freedom to choose what I wanted to do. And that's why I was able to switch over from finance to tech, even though when I joined Spotify, it was just a mid-level engineering job with a very, very significant pay cut. And similarly, when I made the move from Instagram to RT, it was, and again, a very similar move where it was more, a lot more driven for like my passion and what I care about and doing things that are aligned with my value rather than chasing the, the biggest paycheck. Why do you think for you that trade-off has been sort of the guiding force? Like what about working in an area that you're passionate about feels like the right choice for you? I think the Spotify experience opened my eyes to what, what it could be like. Before that, to me, it was like, oh, you have your job. It's a, it can be a nine to five or it can be a seven to seven or whatever, how many hours you want to work a day. And you work hard, you make your money, and then you have your real life outside of your job. At Spotify, I realized that that was a very transformative experience for me, that it doesn't have to be such a trade-off, that you can have a very fun job, very rewarding, have a very integrated life as well. And it was the first time in my life that at the end of at the end of a work day, I was feeling more energized, and I had more energy, and I was feeling more hyped than when I woke up in the morning. And I didn't have that that feeling that work could be draining. And this in itself, that feeling and that experience was worth more than fancy vacation or being able to buy a fancy watch or a fancy car or whatever it is like the that day to day reward. 
uh, realized that meant a lot to me, and that was that's something that's why I've never been able to to compromise on that again after that. Totally, yeah, that really resonates with me. I think we're lucky to be surrounded by a lot of people who make decisions in their career in that way. I think a lot of people at Artsy are similarly at the company because it's their passion. I know for me, and I know conversations that you and I have had in the past, that was a big decision for me to be here also. So it's cool to hear you talk about that. And in general, what kind of in your work gets you the most excited now day to day? On the day to day, what gives me the most joy in your day is what we ship to the user, like seeing or demo days and using the app and seeing if things are evolving, that's the most fulfilling things. The, the, that's number one. Number two, it's not as much on the day-to-day, but a bit more on the overtime, seeing the evolution of our organization, of our teams and the individuals and seeing, for instance, in the team that I work with, my direct report, seeing how the career and the role and impact has evolved over time and whether it's at RT today or also staying in touch with like some people that I've worked with in the past and they're seeing the evolution of their career, that gives me also a lot of joy, seeing how I can help them and have some sort of positive impact over time uh, is one of the most rewarding part of my job for sure. Around the, the point you made at first about getting joy about, around shipping products to users, I'd love to hear you talk briefly about the difference between you know engineers who are really excited about kind of like the how, the interworkings, and then also those that are more excited about shipping product to users and how you see kind of that divide. It's something I know that you and I have discussed before. Yeah, that reminds me of a discussion exactly we had uh, a couple of months ago. That's a very interesting topic. So big that we actually discussed even with the engineering team at large a few months ago, as we're talking a lot about engineering career progression, engineering ladder, and and what are the different archetypes and 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 what that means. During the discussions, one of the recurring things that that came up a lot is what does it mean to to grow as a senior product engineer versus a senior infrastructure engineer. And also, what's the difference between working at a small company versus working at a very big company? And um, I think all those dimensions are important to take into account as one chooses their career path and where the jobs. And for instance, if someone is interested in going very, very deep in a specific programming language and even all the way to working on compilers or on large infrastructure and very deep technical details. It's not something that a startup can offer. It's not something that RT can offer, but that there are a lot of people doing this kind of job at Spotify, at Facebook. And so it's one specific kind of problem. What I'm the most excited about personally is in structure like RT, anyone joining the team even today can have a major impact on on the product and have a, a defining footprint on what the the future of the Artsy experience can be like. And it can either be directly working on the product themselves and as part of our product team and being having a major role to play in a feature that's going to be game-changing for the industry, or also in our, in our platform and infrastructure team because any engineer in our infrastructure team today can make the rest of the organization 10% or 20% more efficient. And that's a huge impact at scale. And, that to me is the main reason to join a, a smaller company is 
even though that may like at times in the depths of the technology or the complexity, the, the opportunity for impact is really unmatched compared to anywhere else. To close out, as we're nearing the end, I asked you what you're excited about at work at Artsy. What are you most excited about uh, outside of work these days? These days, I think, is a defining part of that question. In pre-pandemic times, it was definitely about going to a lot of concerts, live music, experiencing arts in like shows and in real life. And that was the most exciting part in uh, these days with the pandemic that's um, a lot more different. And access to nature has been a huge lifeline. And I've been a key to, uh, to be able to spend some time in Colorado with my family during the pandemic and going for hikes in the mountain or going skiing or these kind of outdoor activities that have really enabled me to stay sane. And that's something that I look forward to every weekend. Well, Sam, thank you so much. This has been awesome to get to know you and talk to you more. And we'll see you next time on the Artsy Engineering Podcast. Thanks, Hannah. Talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. That's all for now. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Artsy's EVP of Product and Engineering, Sam Rosenberg. And we'll see you next week on the Artsy Engineering Podcast. Bye.